This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Thanks for streaming WSOY on NowDecatur.com. This stream is presented by Hickory Point Bank. Invested. Their investment in Decatur is an investment in everyone who calls Decatur home. He's now. Tickets are available for Richland's 15th Annual Culinary Scholarship Dinner at the Schilling Center. The theme will be Returning to the Big Apple. Culinary art students will prepare some of their favorite New York-style dishes. The event is Saturday, March 25th. Cocktail hour begins at 5, dinner begins at 6. Proceeds benefit students in the Culinary Institute. For ticket info, go to nowdecatur.com. The Illinois Manufacturers Association has launched the fourth annual Maker's Madness Contest in which the public gets to decide the coolest thing made in Illinois. Any product manufactured in the state can be nominated between now and February 19th at makersmadnessil.com. And after you get your nomination in, head on over to our website to check out more stories, podcasts, and videos. You can find us at nowdecatur.com. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's China's response to a balloon it's suspected of flying over the U.S. doing surveillance. A foreign ministry spokesman says they're looking into it and have no intention of violating any country's territory or airspace. Well, according to a senior U.S. official, President Biden was presented with the option to shoot this balloon down. And while the White House has not ruled that out, we're told that such action will not happen so long as there are risk of heavy equipment crashing to the ground and causing injury. Now, the spy balloon was spotted over Montana. And that is significant because the state is home to Malmstrom Air Force Base and a large portion of the U.S.'s nuclear arsenal. The Pentagon says there is no active threat. That's Fox's Alexandria Hoff. Montana's governor says he's deeply troubled. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy calls it brazen. He and other congressional leaders got a briefing on it yesterday. The U.S. is expected today to announce it'll send longer-range missiles to Ukraine, part of a military aid package to help it fend off Russia's invasion, as European leaders visit Kyiv today for talks. The aim of this summit is to show solidarity with Ukraine, with an emphasis on such a meeting taking place in a war zone. It's a political message to Moscow that European support isn't waning. Fox's Jonathan Savage. House Republicans have kicked Democrat Ilhan Omar off the House Foreign Affairs Committee, citing anti-Semitic marks she made and controversial comments about 9-11, angering her colleagues. The GOP is now doing what it is best at weaponizing hate against a black, beautiful Muslim woman. That's Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says, listen, this is different than when Democrats strip Paul Gosar and Marjorie Taylor Greene of committee assignments because he says Omar can still serve on other committees. Fox's Jackie Abanez. It'll be warmer in the 40s and 50s, Texas and Arkansas after the ice storm, but windshield warnings. Bitter cold from Montana to Maine. America's listening to Fox News. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions, like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip, or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. 
And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you with low-cost co-pays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com slash Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions. Two St. Louis police officers are in a hospital after a late night shooting in Missouri as they were trying to stop a car believed involved in a robbery. A gunman inside opened fire. They shot back, injuring a suspect who was taken into custody. We don't know the conditions of the officers. An officer in Memphis, Tennessee is an extremely critical condition. Kelly McAllister, a public information officer for the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, explaining Memphis police responded to reports of an individual trespassing at the Poplar White Station Library. According to initial reports, as the two officers attempted to talk to the individual, he produced a weapon and shot one of the officers. The second officer returned fire, striking the individual. He was pronounced deceased at the scene. Not identifying those involved, the injured officer taken to a hospital, the Bureau investigating the series of events leading to the shooting. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. We'll get another key report on the economy next hour. Economists surveyed by the Wall Street Journal are forecasting that job growth was down in January from December and estimate 187,000 jobs were likely added during the month. The figure is lower from a stronger than expected tally of 223,000 in December and would mark the weakest job growth in a couple of years. Fox's Hillary Barsky, the unemployment rate is expected to tick up slightly to 3.6%. We'll hear President Biden's reaction afterward when he goes to Philadelphia with Vice President Harris. They'll tout the new infrastructure law helping update the city's water and they'll take part in the Democratic National Committee winter meetings. The three-day meeting focuses on a number of issues including the future of the party's primary process. Many have been pushing to move South Carolina ahead of New Hampshire to include more diversity in the early parts of the primary. That's Fox's Ryan Schmelz on Wall Street ahead of the jobs report. Stock futures are down. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Memorial care is how you start to feel better. Primary care, urgent care, virtual care. Memorial care is how health begins. Visit memorial.health. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast today. Sunny with a high near 22. Wind chill values as low as negative 9. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 15. And wind chill values between 2 and 12. For Saturday, increasing clouds, a high of 44. We could see some wind chill values as low as 3. Then for Sunday, mostly cloudy. Then gradually sunny as the day goes on, high near 50. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is just 8 degrees. Your WSOY time is 6.06. Happy Friday.
Yeah, what happened to almost 50? What did we drop, 40 degrees overnight? Crazy cold on this Friday morning. We've got a lot to get to. The company starts now. DPS District 61 Spotlight. we got our folks from Brink Otter in today. Angela will join us from the Y. The company starts now. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at NellDecatur.com. We're not Boston. They're expecting like record lows once in a generation, once in a lifetime lows in a place that's used to cold. And that's extra cold. Like minus 50. Mm. I don't even know if I could comprehend what that feels like. Probably not. And then you've got this stuff across the South, you know, where they're just not used to dealing with this kind of thing at all, right? A couple of flakes fall in Atlanta. Woo! Texas with ice, all kinds of crazy things. So I guess we're fortunate, uh, is what I'm saying. We went from having a nice sunny 45 degree day yesterday to now, what is it? Eight feels like, you know, below that and not going to warm up. But then we're right back tomorrow. So we're good. Hunker down and get through a day. Yeah, and then even warmer on Sunday. Right. Yeah. The wind. <laughs> That's not going anywhere. We got 30 mile an hour winds all through the weekend. So, uh, did we? I thought yeah. Sunday that was cleared out. I have, uh, th- like 33 mile per hour. Really? Yeah. But 50 degrees, it's, it, it feels more that, like that a, changes things yeah. a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just have the wind on Saturday, today and Saturday, but who knows? Um, you know, everybody's got their own opinion on this. That's really kind of all it is. Yeah, pretty much. I'm a meteorologist, or I play one on radio, or I play one on TV. No one really knows. This stuff just fluctuates back and forth. 22 for the high today, 45 tomorrow, 49 on Sunday. But sunshine matters. It really does make a difference. It was great yesterday. Uh, the coldest wind chills in decades will thrash New England uh, after we already have eight deaths now linked to that ice storm uh, racing across the south. So people get to hunker down and be ready to go uh, in New England uh, for sure. Just that is, I, I don't even know how to describe, don't know that I've ever experienced 50 degrees below zero. That's stuff you think about Antarctica or Alaska, right? Right. Yeah, I don't think I, I've been anywhere near anything like that. I don't either. Uh, uh, can't recall anyway. So once in a lifetime cold uh, in Boston and beyond. All right, good morning and welcome. I'm Brian Byers. That's Nick Smith. We've got a lot to get to here today. I, I don't, man, I have so much, I don't even know where to start. You know, some days you come in and you know exactly where you're going to go. Some days you come in and i got a list of things that I, I could like equally pick any of them to be like the starting point. Uh, I got caught up on TV last night, the challenge and special forces really good i don't want to do any spoiler alerts or or give anything away but man you are just whenever you're doing one of those kind of things the the sort of split second accidents that are there you, you know where it's just all going great and then bam it's all over because of whatever reason oh, like wow. out of your control yeah Wow, that's they're shooting for a million dollars on the challenge, right? Now I don't know. You you they 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 have it airs on Wednesdays. There's only two episodes left. 
the first part of the final was Wednesday night, right? And everybody's trying to make it to the final because at the end of the final, there's a million dollars. You don't know is that because they're playing ride or die, they got a teammate. Is that 500,000 each? Is that a million split a couple of ways? Can they make those decisions? Because those have all happened over the years. Johnny Bananas famously dumped his partner at the top of a mountain, took it all. Oh, wow. Took it all. Wow. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, it's not hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious if you're Johnny Bananas. It's not hilarious if you're the uh, the lady that was by his side and, and was there working with him all along and, and went home with nothing after they won. Right? Right. Not ever going to be hilarious to her. Never. So I don't know how that, I, I know there's a million dollars, but every year it's a little different on how that million dollars gets doled out. And sometimes it, the, the discretion is completely up to the winner. I mean, they could share it. They could, you know, with the other like couple of teams, they could, you know, they could do whatever they want to do. And mm-hmm. some have been more gracious than others. You know, some have said, Hey, uh, I'll give you a hundred grand each. We'll take the other 800 or we'll give you whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you get to the final. That's all about the final. That's all you do for like 16 episodes or whatever it is, is get to the final because the final is where the money is. TJ Lavin comes out Wednesday and tells him their final is going to last 100 hours. Oh, man. The longest in the 38 years of the history of this show. That's more than four days. Right. That's crazy. That means four days without showering, without much sleep, without, you know, uh, bathrooms, all of the things that you can imagine. I mean, that is like you're now out there for four days. And if you get to sleep, it might be a little. It might not be much. Somebody might have to sleep while the other one stands on a pole. I mean, you just don't know. A mm-hmm. hundred hours. Wow. And. Right off the bat, in the first of three episodes that will capture that 100 hours, two people go because of the most freak, two freak accident things you can possibly imagine. Wow. Didn't give up, didn't quit, because if you ride and die, can't go, you can't go. So if something happens to you, your partner is out as well. Mm-hmm. You can't do double the work or, you, you know, I mean, you're done. Even though you're healthy, right there, ready to go, good to go, you're out as well. So the emotional, you put the physical toil on people mm-hmm. like that, and you throw the emotion in of you're out. Really not due to anyone's fault, just freak of nature, accident stuff. It's dramatic because you get to see people in gut-wrenching Reality, And I know we have a lot of reality TV and a lot of it doesn't feel very real to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Insert real housewives of whatever. This is like you see people at they're just raw. They've been up for 24 hours. They've been, you know, know, they're not going to have a standard response to things. Sounds compelling. It it is. I mean, you started watching, and I know the season wasn't as good as No, it wasn't that. I'd fallen off on most of my stuff just due to time restraints, but but it's compelling enough that I I wanted to keep watching, and I probably will go back and... It it is worth it at the end because of the build. I mean, there's a whole reason why they give you this long to get to know these people so that at the end you're either rooting for or against, but you care because they're putting it all on the line. Right. Yeah, you've been invested in these characters. 
Yeah. And, and I, I said, it just aired Wednesday, so I don't want to give anything away, but, but two people that I was really rooting for. I mean, they had a, an invested sort of interest in them doing well. And the way it ended was just sort of nothing short of shocking. No. And then the just gut raw emotion of that. They weren't bad people. They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't screw it up. Just, this is life. And then I watched the Special Forces show because I am rooting hard for three people on that show to finish this thing. And and this thing is only, uh, I think they're six days in in real time. Yeah. I mean, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, it's been a number of episodes, but they're only six days into the whole experience. Yep. And I think, it, I, I don't know if it's a 10-day experience, if it's a 9-day experience. I don't know what the totality of it is. It's not a long time. Mm-hmm. But they're jam-packing a whole bunch of stuff into those days. There's not a lot of downtime. Right. And I am really rooting for Danny Amadola. Amadola. I Amendola. always screw that up yeah. backwards. Um, who was the small guy, not drafted, made it to the NFL somehow, played on the Patriots team. Uh, he was the guy before Julian. Adelman. Right? Yeah. I mean, he was the go-to guy with Brady, won a Super Bowl, a couple of them probably, mm-hmm. uh, and was a guy who will sit there and tell you, if I hadn't done this, I probably would have been working at a gas station, you know, or I was going to join the Army mm-hmm. if I didn't make it in football. Yep. And so he's... 36, maybe? Does that sound about right? Sounds about right. I, I would have guessed him to be older than that. I mean, just time bank well, memory. Of- there was one before him. It was Wes Welker. Oh, so yeah. I remember, been the, there was Wes Welker. Yeah, yeah, there's been a three. He's the... <laughs> He's the middle one. It, 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 the Patriots had that unbelievable thing mm-hmm. of finding the small white guy. Oh, yeah, and there's been others. but those Wide are- receiver mm-hmm. that filled that role, basically, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So Welker, who then went on to the Broncos or something. I can't remember where he went. Uh, uh, and then Danny and then Julian Edelman, right? right? I mean, in mm-hmm. Tom Brady's career there. So I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for Dwight Howard, who... If if you're a peripheral follower of the NBA, mm-hmm. my opinion of Dwight was he was a bit of a uh, um, a flake. Yeah, second half flake, first half unstoppable. But no, I mean I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying that's not fair. But I'm just saying that was yeah, that's sort of the image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like most likable human being on earth. Yeah, he was a goofball, and that's where his career his career started because he was so freakishly awesome. And he was fun, and people were like, "Oh, let's get him in the dunk contest. Let's let's have fun with this guy." And then it all just turned, and people just started getting nasty. To all right, him. But but if you see in the raw, just like I was talking about earlier with the challenge, I mean, they're out there just broken down as human beings. Mm-hmm. These guys, because not unlike the challenge, these guys are just yelling. I, yeah. I mean, it, it is a boot camp, you know, mentality on steroids. I mean, can, one of these special forces guys, like an SAS guy, reminds me of like Gordon Ramsay. If like Gordon Ramsay would really kill you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got that demeanor. Yeah. I mean, he's stuck like a, like a, an ape in time of like, there's no woke, there's no cancel, there's no crying. Like, he's literally Tom Hanks in the dugout in the baseball movie. Savage. Pulling no punches when they sit them down. I mean, you, you, could, you, you could ace everything mm-hmm. they ask you to do, and he is still just chewing you out. So... 
same kind of mental and physical challenge, but a whole different environment of breaking people down. Mm-hmm. And that happened with Danny because he has been a superstar. He's the guy who has done every single mission, completed every single thing, not been on anybody's radar of being a prima donna or anything. And they decided they're just going to push him. Mm. And it almost broke him. So I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for Dwight, who just is one of the most likable guys in that. Because trust me, the worst of you comes out in that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. The best of you, too. Mm -hmm. But the worst of you as well. So if this guy's not a good teammate, I'm not buying anything I've heard from the NBA side of things. I'm watching Mm -hmm. this guy. He's a good dude Mm -hmm. and a teammate who spends a lot of time lifting other people up and consoling them yeah. and and being that guy. Mm-hmm. So you root for those two just automatically. And then Mike Piazza, mm-hmm. who is just sheer age relation, going, this guy's my age. And he hasn't been a professional athlete in a long, long time. And he's still hanging in there. Last night watching this thing, they had to, they had those like, um, containers, you know, like the, like you see in the shipping yards, the big shipping containers stacked up 40 feet high and probably 25 yards across two pieces of, of things that wobbled like, uh, like a kind of not a rope, but like a metal sort of thing where they had to like with no hands walk across that from one to the other. Mm. And in the middle, bend down and touch your toes and then step over a barrier. No hands, just feet. Wow. 40 feet in the air. And if you're terrified of heights, which most people are, I mean, it's a common fear. And it doesn't matter that you're roped up, you, you know, that you're not going to fall to your death. Just stepping out on something. We, we did at, uh, with Steve from Liaison a number of years ago at the uh, expo uh, for the Chamber Expo. Yep. The 3D virtual reality then. Yeah, the plank walk. And the plank walk was an elevator door opens up and you've got to step out and you can hear the wind. And mm-hmm. People were terrified standing on the floor of the Civic Center right. to put a foot forward. Mm-hmm. And I get that. And they had to like literally cross that whole thing without touching anything, holding on to anything. And, and the, the thing was about maybe four inches wide. Like, I mean, you had to literally duck walk, you, you know, across that to keep your footing. Wow. And I watched all these people try. They were all game. Some of them got through, some of them didn't. And it's not like you're voted out. You got to quit. Or you got to make it all the way to the end, which is the unique thing about this show. Hated it at first because they packed in people that you wanted to root against. Mm-hmm. Is that the recipe? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They didn't get far enough along to earn your trust to to know what you know where they need to improve and how they can try to help through. They just they were gone. And it's not like that you have to be the superior athlete to garner respect or have people root for you. It's like they pick people that there was no way they were going to make it right. And then they outpick people that had like an ego beyond belief that did not match at all with what they were capable of doing. And so I, I guess they put the bad guys, the villains in to give you the mix. Mm-hmm. I just want to root for people in this right. kind of thing. I don't want to root against. Right. I want all of them to make it because this show is all, it's not a million dollar prize. There's no cutthroat, no backstabbing. It's just, can you make it to the end? 
I like that recipe. I do too. Mm-hmm. And especially now that it's down to the, it was eight at the start of this week. Uh, uh once again, I'm not going to give anything away in case you got it stored, you know, ready to watch or whatever, but they, they lost a couple. And, and it's going to get down to like where who's going to make it and who's not. Yeah. The mooch. I had to give it to him. He didn't last this many days as the press secretary for the president. <laughs> just determined. And he runs, let's just say he runs like a guy trying to get nowhere. Oh, that's pretty funny. Like, like the shuffle. <laughs> I'm moving a promise. Is, and that's exactly what he, I mean, that's what he sounds like. I'm moving a promise. And he's game. Not very good at it. Not very athletic. Not very anything. But I'll tell you what, he, he had conquered his fears and get to the top of thing and try it. And I, I tell you, most people wouldn't do that. Yeah. So it's pretty good if you get a chance to catch up on it. You'll be annoyed at the beginning. If you haven't watched any of it, it's on Fox. Um, sure you can watch it on demand and they, they're in Jordan. It looks like Utah. I mean, it's like the red dirt mountains, cliffs, you, you know, and they've got some stuff that, that gives you a 10 pucker factor just sitting at home watching on TV. Yeah. And most people wouldn't be willing to submit themselves to even taking that step. And they're all there for different reasons. I think Danny. Was a good football player, didn't get drafted, chip on the shoulder, get a chance, has an NFL career, makes more money than he probably ever thought he would make, even though he's not a superstar or a guy with a huge contract. Mm-hmm. Wins a Super Bowl or two and is thinking about what if. What if my life had been I didn't make it here and I joined the Army? Would I be able to cut that? I mean, would that be something I would be capable of doing? And what I am. Mike Piazza is like, I was just spoiled, made a lot of money, played a game I loved, and then went and got fat. And the competition, you know, you know, the testing yourself. And Dwight Howard, same thing. But he's such, everything that makes you a good NBA player is such a disadvantage in every other arena in life. Yeah. Those freakishly tall guys when they got to get up 40 feet in the air and walk across the rope. Yeah. I don't care if they got size 14 shoes. The, the wind, I mean, everything I mean, is against them. Yeah. And all oh, his knees. Yeah. Knees of just 20 years of of that tall frame just up and down I, the court. Not even close to Mike Piazza, 20 years oh. up and down every pitch. Oh, yeah, his knees too. Jeez. As a catcher. Oh. As a major league baseball catcher oh, his, for that long, his right? These are probably iced right now. Yeah. Oh, anyway, check it out. It's kind of inspiring. And, uh, and then the, just the freak stuff that you can't control and how heartbreaking that is. Like when you lose through no fault of your own, just happens. Yeah. That's what we talk about when we're, everybody's, you know, complaining about the refs or all the other, it's, it's the intangibles, like the things that you can't control. That end up costing you the ability to go do what it is you want to do so bad. Yep. There's life lessons in that for everyone. Worth watching. How you doing this morning? Doing well. Okay. A little cold. Yeah. Huh? It's a little cold. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We dropped 50 degrees yesterday. <laughs> so silly. I mean, it's such a different walking out of the house. You almost have to like lick your finger and hold it up and go, yep. Go grab a better jacket. Don't don't lick your fingers. No, that could be freeze you're, you're literally you might be coming and going. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 oh. Who even does? Does anybody do that anymore? I, I don't know. Aside from like trying to do something sporting, I, I hope not. No. It's, it's never effective. Move. You can't tell. You can't tell it's 
windy this way. I, I'm not even. Was that ever really an actual thing? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I saw people doing it forever. You know, you, all the time. They pro- it probably still is. Man, it's so weird though. Like you, you can tell. You should ask your kids uh, in class. I bet none of them know that. Okay, I will. I'll you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's got to be like grandpa, like great grandpa stuff. <laughs> well, there's enough baseball players and golfers that there's a chance the for that. Throw the grass. I know, I know. There might be that lineage. So using your finger like a weather vane. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you've ever seen someone lick the tip of a finger and stick it into the air or done this yourself, this is a very, uh, the very reason behind this particular or peculiar gesture. While you often see people stick their finger in the air as a weather joke, it's actually a legitimate way to estimate wind direction. Well, that, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That's why the, the, if in golf, you take a little tuft of mm-hmm. grass and you toss it up in the air and then Whatever way the wind takes that, you know where the wind is coming from right. and where it's going and how strong it is. I Means relatively practical. Stand as still as possible. <laughs> uh, if you happen to know which way is north, south, east, etc., face this way. It will make determining the final wind direction easier. Lick the ball of your index finger and point it upwards. Observe which side of your finger feels the coolest. Whichever direction the cool side of your finger is facing. South, north, south, east, west. That's the direction the wind is coming from. I, 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 until you said that, I haven't even thought about that in 40 years. It's funny. <laughs> uh, you do that while you're out there in the driveway watching the tornado coming in. Right. Uh, all right. We got a break for bottom of the hour stories and news. Got a lot to get to here today. I mean, a lot. We uh, have a brand new employee for uh, DPS 61, and uh, we're going to introduce you to him and his job along with the superintendent. We'll check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. And the Brink Otter folks will be in studios. We'll be back with more right after this. This is R.J. Crace with your stories now. The Children's Museum of Illinois is celebrating Mardi Gras and Fat Tuesday with a fundraiser. The event will be on Tuesday the 21st from 6 to 9 at the museum and will feature food, music, games, and fun. The festivities also include the crowning of the Mardi Gras King and Queen, Creole-style food provided by Jeremy Morris and the Box, and a selection of fine bourbons available for purchase. Go to NowDecatur.com for tickets. They're $60 per person or $110 per couple. Dr. Sarah Cottage has been appointed to serve as Milliken's Executive Vice President and Chief Strategy Officer. Cottage served as a consultant to Milliken beginning last November. She last served as Executive VP at the College of St. Mary, an all-female college in Omaha. In other news, it's Friday. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit NowDecatur.com. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. China's government says about a spy balloon spotted over Montana. They're looking into it. The Pentagon says it is Chinese. Brigadier General Pat Ryder. balloon is currently traveling at an altitude well above commercial air traffic. 
and does not present a military or physical threat to people on the ground. We're told the balloon isn't being shot down because debris could pose a risk to people on the ground. Prosecutors at the Alec Murdoch murder trial in South Carolina say he'd been confronted about missing money the morning his wife and son were killed. His financial misconduct accused of swindling millions from clients leading to his disbarment. A judgment handed down from a boat accident two years earlier involving his son Paul that killed a young woman. Head of finance for Murdoch's law firm testified without the jury present. It's not certain yet if it will be included as evidence. Fox's Lauren Green. It's now about 250,000 homes and businesses without power from the ice storm in Texas, down from more than 400,000. America's listening to Fox News. Want to keep active this February? Join Fleet Feet Decatur and Fleet Feet Bloomington for a Frosty 50 Challenge. This challenge encourages participants to get moving and log at least 50 walking or running miles during the month of February. Register under the Fleet Feet Decatur team and help us earn serious street cred and bragging rights. All participants will earn a Frosty mug and post-challenge party and celebration. Remember, 50 miles is the monthly goal. If you log more than 50 miles, record those too. For more information and to register, visit FleetFeetDecaturIL.com. Want more out of banking? You got it. At Staley Credit Union, we're unlike a traditional bank. When you join, you own it. So all profits are invested to serve you, like the best technology in digital banking, better rates on loans and savings, and an expert team that knows you on a first-name basis. At Staley Credit Union, you got it. Learn more at StaleyCU.com. This institution is not federally insured by member choice. Proudly insured by American Share Insurance. Yeah, it's cold. No getting around that. Here's Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today, sunny with a high of only 22 wind chill values as low as negative 9. For tonight, mostly clear low of 15 wind chill values down around 2. For Saturday, increasing clouds, high of 44, wind chill values at 3. And Sunday, mostly cloudy to start, then gradually becoming sunny, high near 50. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 7 degrees. Your WSOY time is 6.33. This look at your weather is brought to you by Staley Credit Union. Ready to bank better? Bank Staley Credit Union. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. That's a gap band? No. Who is it? Cameo. Cameo. What about around the same era, right? Yep. Like it. I don't know why. <laughs> Never realized how weird he was singing the, uh, forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, that's nostalgic. Uh, good morning and welcome. We're back here on a uh, Friday. We made it to the end of the week and uh, a little later in the uh, show. Well, just uh, about a half hour from now, we'll have the uh, DPS uh, District 61 spotlight, uh, Val Talley, uh, who will be um, uh, well, has actually officially joined the staff of District 61 after three decades in law enforcement, um, is going to be their new uh, safety and security administrator. Uh, I think in light of everything you've seen around the world and certainly are more than our fair share in the United States, um, you, you this is a, a good thing to do. 
somebody about worried about keeping people safe. That's right. We need more of that. Yep. And uh, you go and you get somebody who's got a lot of experience doing that. So uh, I, it's interesting because I couldn't remember. I told you. I thought he ran for office. And I found out yesterday exactly what office that was. Okay. I, I, I was at a meeting and the subject came up and he ran for sheriff. I thought, I don't know why, just I guess eight thousand people through these studios over the years that it was like state rep or something like i mean knew he was in law enforcement but he ran against tom schneider uh for Macon county sheriff and i remember him he I mean, came in we did an interview it was all fine uh but for whatever reason that fact had just been sort of lost in my head like the specific office that he was running for and i didn't remember it being sheriff but evidently that's what it was you got a lot of different candidates. Through. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, a lot. But, mm-hmm. but I, I'm always disappointed in myself. I should be able to narrow that down. I think you did okay. You remembered, uh, you know, a candidate from a long time ago. Yeah, it was a while back. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so he is, you know, has been in the area before, back to the area now, and will be uh, starting that, well, has officially started that new job. Uh, he'll be here with the superintendent uh so uh, the doc uh, and the uh, law enforcement uh, specialty guy will be in studios at the top of the hour. We'll talk about what that means for District 61. A little later today, uh, BrainCotter.com. Tom's going to be in, and their staging expert's going to be in. we got a home highlight we're going to cover. So uh, first Friday of every month, uh, they'll be in person. The rest of the time, Nick and I will play real estate agents on the air. Love it. Love getting to look at these properties. Oh, it's always fun, right? Mm-hmm. Now... Uh, also, uh, I, I read a fascinating piece. Uh, I got the link from Capital Facts, uh, but then I went to the story about it and really, um, you know, there's this eternal argument forever about government and how government funds itself. Beyond just the taxes that you pay. You pay taxes every time you purchase a bag of Doritos at the gas station to buying a house to whatever it is, right? Right. And then there's fines and fees. Right? Oh, the worst. I mean, on top of mm-hmm. what everybody pays, it's how government funds itself um, by penalizing you for X, Y, or Z, or makes you pay something to do something that you really go, no, why do I need to pay you? I, I mean, you got nothing to do with this. And in a world where we're getting a handle on the Internet-based shopping, meaning you're paying more now for, like, state taxes than you were five years ago. I mean, is that fair? Like, shopping online. Probably, yeah. I mean, they've mm-hmm. before it was... I mean, it was anything goes. I mean, I mean, it was the Wild West. You buy something, and the state of Illinois wasn't getting anything out of it. And certainly, the city of Decatur wasn't getting anything out of it. You're just doing a direct transaction with somebody somewhere, and it's coming to your door, and the city doesn't get any of that. They want their sales tax. And I always thought, yeah, that's great. I understand you get your sales tax, but if I make a transaction with somebody in Nebraska and they ship it to me via FedEx and you don't have anything to do with it, what what is it your tax? I mean, why do you why do I owe you something? Now, the argument is just everybody's got to pay their fair share so that we can do X, Y, and Z and pave roads and help whatever. I okay, fine. 
But sometimes you feel like they just have set it up to where they can just make a lot of money off of you. By and, and particularly like when you get a speeding ticket, you know, that changed from that being a state ticket, you, you know, getting like you write it to a local ticket, meaning the revenue stays locally. And they've done that with a lot of things. And it would have surprised you to find that Illinois is number two in the nation. Number two in the nation per capita in fines and fees. Does it surprise? I mean, I, I don't. I, I'm not surprised. We're usually either at the very top of something or the very bottom. No, no we're always at the very top of what we don't want to be on, mm-hmm. and we're always at the very bottom of the list that we want to be the top of. Right? I mean, generally speaking, it seems that way. Yeah. So per capita, per individual, and what's really weird is it doesn't translate. If you go look at in depth into the story, it doesn't necessarily translate to just population centers, right? Like California. New York, Illinois, when you think about sort of like population, it doesn't go one, two, three like that. Okay. So it's not necessarily, well, you just live in a state with more people. And it's also, when you look at Illinois, at the top 10 of making the most per capita out of it, it's not just Chicago. It's downstate too. So it's not one of these lists where you go, well, that just makes sense because we have more people. Right. It's per capita. How much per citizen are we doling out in fines and fees? Now, in 2020, which is the last year they have, the United States collected $9 billion in fines and fees. Decent-sized industry? $9 billion? I would think so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> most of us still think about, <laughs> you know, I know you got Tom Brady and everybody else, but most of us still think about $9 billion is a lot of money. So... Local governments in three states, New York, California, and Texas, collected well over a third of that $9 billion in fines and fees. All right, that part makes sense. That's where a lot of people are. So what passes for a fine in Macon County stretches out over the entire population of Texas, California, New York. Makes sense. Sure. Local governments in New York, California, Texas, Illinois, Florida, Georgia, Ohio, New Jersey, Washington, and Pennsylvania collected the most fines and fees in 2020. In all, 20 states saw their local governments bring in more than $100 million in fines and fees in 2020. On a per capita basis, local governments in New York first, Illinois second, Texas third, and Georgia fourth collected more than $35 per resident in fines and fees in the year of 2020. So for every one of you and me, that's 35 bucks. And we ranked second at $50 per capita and $641.6 million in fines and fees overall for the state. So when you get the kind of stuff you don't understand, One year, I got a ticket for an expired license plate on New Year's Eve at like 2 o'clock in the morning parked on Merchant Street. If I'd lived where I had a garage, that ticket would have never been issued. 
and the way the holiday fell, the DMV was closed. I, I mean, it, that is just driving around riding a ticket for no reason. No danger to 81, not operating the vehicle. Just here's a ticket. 100 bucks, please. That kind of thing has never made sense to me. Other than some sort of quota or some sort of thing, or we rely on the revenue that this generates to be able to do what we need to do. Now, technically, was I wrong? Yeah, absolutely. But if you think at 2 o'clock in the morning in the city of Decatur, city our size, that's the best use of law enforcement? Or are you just writing tickets to generate revenue? I feel like you've gone on. No, I was. Oh. I thought you had more to that. No, I'm just. I'm saying that yeah. kind of thing drives people crazy, right? Because it's just that's there. There's no. I, I mean, yes. Or can we come out and, and and measure your driveway you poured and do the? Mm-hmm. At what point is it keeping up? You know, to right. standards. And what point is it just because it generates revenue? It's probably hand in hand, but I I think that also what what you would come up with would be if you had two lines, one where you pay the fine and one where you complain about the fine, I bet people would go from one right to the next almost in mass. So and and you're talking about fines and fees, how you know some of those are are uh, those two are not the exact same. I think well, that's a weird bucket uh, to combine. Not really, because it is sort of like I want to build something on my property, but I got to go get the fee to the st- city mm-hmm. to do what it is that I'm going to do. Right. And but, you go, they have nothing to do. I mean, but it's just that's the fee. So fees and fines are just they're generated on our backs, meaning it's not a tax base. It's not something I'm paying every year or getting taken out of my paycheck. It's like I want to go do something on something I own, but I have to pay you for the right to do. it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they've ever really like they don't inspect roofs. You want to put a new roof on your house? I have within the last two years. And what did you have to do? Well, I mean, I don't want to get you in trouble. Don't even answer that question. We're going to move on to somebody else's example. Don't even just forget I asked you that. They don't come and climb up on your roof and inspect it. A guy just shows up with a clipboard and goes, okay. Looks like a roof. Right? I don't remember that That's one, exactly but, what happens. But there are a lot of inspections. And you go, well, why, why am I paying for that? Yeah. I, 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 in spirit, understand the complaint. It feels like, you know, the money's going out, and for what? What did what did I get in exchange of that? I mean, for certain. If it's truly about safety, how do they know that from the street? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. Now, that. Macon County was not in the top ten, so good news for us, mm-hmm. for people who complain about fines and or fees. We didn't make it into uh, in Illinois. Counties that received at least 10% of their revenue, 10%, that's a significant number, right? Mm -hmm. From fines and fees were Ogle, Mercer, Ford, Fulton, DeWitt, Menard, Sangamon, Cumberland, Richland, not Cook. So these smaller local bodies depend on this stuff a lot more than the big population centers. Sure. So, and certainly in some communities, you, it's probably safe to say, not all, but certainly some, that 
they are uh, actively trying to generate business, you know, and keep the keep it going. I wouldn't think that would be a stretch of the imagination, given all the communities across the United States. If you go to what happened in Ferguson, how many years ago? Ooh. Four years ago, five years it's ago, longer than that. Uh, I, yeah, um, is pre-pandemic uh, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say I, I was in Ferguson that day by accident. Really? Yeah. Well, the day of the of the actual traffic stop or the that, like, incident, or as like people after? were congregating that that day that it was, you know, the cameras were there live. Okay. I didn't I hadn't even heard of it. Uh, right. yeah, you're right. 2014. So. Seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So, but, but the biggest complaint about that area in and around St. Louis mm-hmm. is the, the money making traffic stops, the speed traps that these little forms of government there constantly harass people of all walks of life because it's a money maker. Right. I mean, they just pull people. That's all they do is pull people over, pull people over, pull people over and not to fight crime, but to raise revenue. I mean, there's no scientific data you can point to that us doing these speed traps in these unincorporated areas is preventing crime. But it generates a lot of revenue. And then they have a special thing where you got to go to court, and then the court fees on top of the fine are... So it's this kind of thing that we don't really think about, but these folks have the ability and capability of doing this. Right. And then they rely on it. If it's 10% of your budget, you're going to not not do it. Right. Yeah, the, you're, the people that have the uh, the ability to regulate it are the people that stand to gain from its regulation. And so some of that is like a conflict of interest in, in that regard. Right. Yeah. And so certainly it's a, an issue that needs to be. Well, what, do you, what do you think? I mean, do you think they're just going to slash 10% of their budget? No. No. Certainly not. But it, it did not um, it did not surprise me that we, meaning the state, was near the top of that per capita because that's just generally our MO. Mm-hmm. If the money, so so let's assume that the money's needed. Okay, just well, okay, but if the money's needed. It, it, Hold on, hear me out. So okay. if the money, if, if we could all just agree that, hey, we got to generate this money somehow, w- would it not make sense to shift to more fee-based versus fine? Meaning that the, that the incentive to pull people over to, you know, to, to generate customers goes away, but hey, you're getting access to our streets, to our roads, okay, to our I, I, water. Here's what I know. R or D, blue or red, does not matter politically, mm-hmm. right? If you just said we need to figure out how to get 10% more revenue and you figured it out, they would still then spend more than they had and come back and still need 10% more. They just, there's no self control on that right. at all. So, I mean, really, we're talking about a thing that is just going to be continue yep. to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because it's in the news now that we're talking about the exact same thing uh, that businesses are doing, you know, with the uh, uh, fee for your bag. Service fee, sure. Ticket fee, I mean, absolutely. Uh, or, or the you know, price of eggs, whatever yeah. it might be. But you feel like at least you have the choice not to buy those eggs, or you have the choice not to do. You know, I know if you're going to fly, you got to fly. I get it. But 
I feel as a consumer, I have more control over that than I do as a citizen in a community I live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in most cases, some not, but in most, you're you're right. And there is some market fluctuation with that. You know what I mean? You can decide to just go, I don't like your business practices. I'm not spending a dime with you. You don't do that with a municipality. No. You can't. Mm-mm. But Megan wasn't on the list, so this isn't a local thing. But I just wonder about how much time, how much resource, like in Sangamon County, for instance, and I don't know the answer to this, but it's like how much time are you policing and how much time are you doing things that make money to make your budget to do what you say you have to do? Mm -hmm. And is it even structured in a way like, hey, Bob, you've not – You've not written any tickets this month. You better get out and get your six. Or, or Right. And then when you think about on top of that, how much grant funding goes to like law enforcement to do something like New Year's Eve or whatever to do these pullovers. Now, now you're creating revenue and revenues coming in double. based on the numbers of what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. Now, keeping drunk drivers off the road, I got no problem with that. Right. Not at all. I mean, that should be a priority. You probably could raise your entire budget if you went and did that every night. Yep. But writing tickets, you know, at 2.30 in the morning on cars parked on the street, I I mean, there's got to be better ways to spend your time policing. You know, we talk about quotas. And I don't know what that looks like today. I've been growing my entire life. You could always tell at the end of the month there were a lot more cars getting pulled over. Mm-hmm. Because officers had quotas, yeah. Like how many tickets you're supposed to write a month? It certainly, and everybody would catch up at the end of the month. Yeah, it seemed like like that. It certainly was a thing that people talked about. Hey, it's 28th. Be careful. Like what? Yes. Tuesday. Yeah. And I don't. And, and in fairness to most cops, I don't think that's what they want to do. No, that was certainly the narrative anyway. Yeah, but I mean, that's yeah. not. They didn't get into that field to do that. No. But there's the budget. There's the hard, you know. So I was just happy Megan County didn't end on the top ten list. I was also happy to go that some of these downstate people that the Darren Bailey's of the world that, you know, are so, you know, uh, against the government getting in the business. You're on the list. It's not just Chicago. No, Chicago's not even on the top ten list. And maybe those smaller communities are more desperate because they've got fewer taxpayers and a smaller amount of revenue coming in. Less pool, yeah. Yeah. But I just think whenever you make the citizen like, okay, we're going to make you the bad guy so we can make more money to run our things. It's just, it's not a good recipe. Mm -mm. And I think you have to have, you can't have like in Florida that, you know, condo crashing to the ground. But I don't know what the guy in the driveway with a clipboard who doesn't actually get on your roof is doing. Can't we have a happy medium? I mean, isn't there somewhere in between those two extremes of like doing nothing and just pretending to do something? That there's, if it's for safety, I'm all about it. Mm -hmm. This is my argument about the TSA. It's like, I I I don't want to get in a plane with a terrorist. Right. But I feel like what you're doing is you're going through motions to make me feel better about something that you're really not tackling. And with government, you get a lot of that show stuff. That's what you get. So.
Megan not on the list. Well, I'm sure we're on the list, but not in the, the top ten. And sometimes that can be when you put, financially speaking, when you say we depend on you being adversarial with our community to make money to hit a budget, I don't think that's a good thing. Overall. Yeah, fundamentally, it doesn't jive with wanting to live somewhere. And if you want to do stops on New Year's Eve because you want to keep drunk drivers off the road because that's attached to grant money, I mean, I'll go with you on that. People shouldn't be driving drunk. But if it's just some random arbitrary number that you've picked because you got to meet this percentage of a budget and now you're just asking for more confrontational, I, I don't get that at all. Right, because it probably implies that you're doing one of two things, generating ones that you that probably could have been let go, or you, what you're doing is at a certain point you stop because you've met your amount, and there's others that went by, or probably yeah, yeah. both. Or, yeah, do I do I hit this amount, and then the guy's swerving all over, yeah, I'm done, stop, I'm I got done. my quota. Right, it's just a, it's a, it, it's a weird thing to do. All right, there you have it. Uh, the list which was interesting because it, it does cover all the geography of, I mean, it's not just big metropolitan areas. It's not just red or blue. I mean, it's a pretty interesting combination. So clearly local municipalities are doing this yeah. no matter where you live, no matter what color your state is, because they've got to have the revenue. Right. It's interesting too, because I'd love to see a breakdown of, okay, in any community more and most particular Decatur, I pay in these things. What am I getting for that? Right. What, what does it cost for me to be here just as part of, hey, I got to pay my share? What What am I getting out of that? Right. You know, and so it's it's a weird relationship. But you're kind of like a tenant to some degree. That's, I, I think, my point. And, and if it's the guy in the clipboard on the roof, it's just a bureaucratic kind of slog you're through. If it's a law enforcement officer and a civilian, it's a potential to be whatever it might be. It's just based on, like, we are counting on X, Y, and Z of our budget by taking it out of you, making you the bad guy. Right. When I don't even know what it costs to live here above and beyond fines and fees. What am I even getting for what? Yeah. You know? So we don't understand it. So, Illinois... Every single citizen in Illinois represents $50 of that hmm. in the year 2020. So even if I didn't have a single ticket or do any building projects, right? Yeah. My number is still 50, which means you've paid a lot more in because you've been doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I wonder if the driver's license... Uh, renewal and stuff like that. That's, those are state fees. Oh, those See, are state. So, so yep, that's, that's right. This is all just money going to your right. local government. I, that was just a... a yeah, no, yeah. there's a lot of those. I mean, and it used to be because they did change that. I mean, are you violating state law or are you violating a local law? Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if if a speed limit is there, that's not a local thing. That speed limit on a road is designated by the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. But if you're speeding and you write that ticket, it goes to Decatur. It doesn't go to the state government. Right. That's interesting. Or if you're roof inspection or whatever, you know, now if you buy a license plate or a sticker every year or your driver's license, those are all secretary of state. I mean, you're writing that check to the state of Illinois. Mm -hmm. This is just money that goes straight to local government. Mm -hmm. A lot of money. Nine billion. Nine billion dollars in the year of 2020. And I get that we've all got to pay our share. I mean, I'm not the guy going, I don't want to do anything. I, 
But isn't that what federal taxes are for and state taxes? But they figured out they can't do what they want to do with all of that. So how do we build in more? It's a lot of money. A lot of money. I just don't want to know what the line item looks like. We'll be back after news. Stay tuned. No matter where you are, we're there. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now. 1099G tax forms are now available for claimants who received unemployment insurance benefits last year. Those who collected unemployment last year need the 1099G form to complete their state and federal tax returns. This includes anyone who received regular UI benefits or benefits under the expired federal pandemic relief programs. Milliken is celebrating Black History Month with a slate of educational and cultural events on campus. Coming up this weekend is Cirque Zuma Zuma at Kirkland Fine Arts Center featuring a variety. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.